This is a Rooster Teeth production. Felicitations to all you Formorians. Stomp on into the Stinky Dragon. Take a swig of our latest liquor, the Vile Eye Club. It's a mixture of giant gin, lemon zest limbs, blood berry syrup topped with the whites of your enemy's eyes. One sip of this deformed drink and you'll be the bell of the ball, warts and all. Previously, our adventurers found themselves fighting against a spine-chilling spectralite and some obstinate everguards that kept coming back for more. After exchanging several blows back and forth, it seemed the interns were about to suffer an incendiary defeat at the last second, a nearly slain Sleek swooped in to save the day with his timely loot. Hunch back, relax, and let's resume this flammable fable. Hello, everyone. Welcome I have to a question. What? 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 <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> finish your intro. Sorry, I thought that was the end of it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales with the Stinky Dragon. John has a question. What's your question, John? I got served a TikTok today that made me want to have ask a question to you as a D, as our DM. Why do you say served a TikTok like it's divorce papers? Like, I feel like I was, a TikTok popped up on my feed is the right way of saying that. Sure. I guess I, I really see it as like. It's kind of like being served an ad where it's mm. based off your algorithm. and Yeah. I get yeah. that. Like TikTok, I, I feel like is getting even more and more really specific on what it sends me. Like it's, it's learning more and more. And so it's, and it's even like it's flexible in like reducing things that it sees that I'm getting bored of. And then it's, it's, it's increasing things that I'm interested right now. So yeah, I think Barb is saying it like an ad. It's almost like what it is at this point. Yeah. So you had a question, John. Yeah. For the DM. Yes. Uh, So as a DM, I want to know where do you lie on the spectrum of if the opportunity, I don't know, required it or, or or presented itself, would you let us cast spells with our feet? Like if our hands are tied or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, we can't, we can't. You know, it's it's a spell that you have to do something with. Like you know, you have to do a, a motion, like a somatic component. Yeah, it's not just a vocal. I would say it would be allowable, but only if you had previously established that this is something you've been practicing. Like you can't just spontaneously do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what's on. I know what's on Mud's agenda now. <laughs> so, like, I would say you would have to have practiced it. And maybe have some kind of like dexterity check as well in addition when you want to cast it to make sure that you're actually able to successfully manipulate your feet in the way that you're intending. That makes sense. So I tried to cast unarmed strike with my actual foot on my mouse and it sent me to Gmail. So <laughs> I, I, I would say if you're trying to do an unarmed strike with your foot, you get advantage. Yeah, because it's unarmed. Get it? Yeah, thanks, Bar- thanks, Barbara. I get it. No, I got it. <laughs> Guidance is just a touch. Oh, yeah. You could totally do that with your feet. So I'm going to start kicking you guys in the butt. <laughs> Woo! Please do. That's a 16. <laughs> you did that with your foot? Yes. That's pretty good. Someone take a screen cap for OnlyFans or what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> everybody watching, uh, everybody listening to Sneaky Jagger right now, I need you to roll the dice with your foot. <laughs> I could do that. You got to pay for that, baby. Someone's driving. Let me let me know what you get. Let me know what you get. At Stinky Dragon Pod <laughs> on social. <laughs> Where's my, I normally keep a 20-sided die on my desk. Where is it? I think I took it in to the office the other day when we did that TikTok. Oh, yeah. Well, the one where we stuffed it up our butts? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the, uh, uh, the arrow one. One point of damage. I don't know if that video ever came out. I don't think it, it did, did not. It did not. No, it won't. It, it will never see the light of day, please. It will if you if you uh, let us know you really want to see it. At, at Stinky Dragon. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it. And, and that. What'd you get? That's a four. Oh, no, no. It's no good. You got to practice with your feet. I got to practice. Mm-hmm. All right. Bad Micah. He says to take a feet. Nice. So previously in the uh, last episode, we uh, ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger as you all freed some captives from being imprisoned. And there was an explosion as you all heroically jumped out of some windows. Did we land before we cut or are we still midair? No, it was like explosion when everything happened. The longest freeze frame ever. We're all just going, no. (laughs) And that's where the episode cut. Yeah. So picking up from that exact moment, why doesn't everyone go ahead and roll a perception check? Just for fun. While falling? While we're flying through the air? Well, maybe to see where we're going to land or something. Yeah. 24. I feel like this is when they cut back to Gandalf falling after the Balrog. 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 14. 7. Okay. 
as I like to do, I'm going to start from lowest and go to highest. Gum Gum, your head is spinning and you can't seem to quite move. Uh, but you do catch a whiff of something maybe cooking. Mm. Gum Gum's having a stroke. <laughs> mm, yes, toast. Is toast. It, is it toast cooking? <laughs> Bart and Kyborg, you open your bleary eyes and realize you've fallen onto the forest floor into a clearing. You look around and you see the treetops nearby are on fire. Oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, Mud, you got the best perception roll. You also spot the same trail that you traveled on uh, on the way into the forest. It looks like it has not caught fire yet. You also notice that everyone seems to have fallen in roughly the same area. Well, almost everyone. It seems to you that Gum Gum is caught in some vines up above you guys. Oh, dang it. And you notice a burnt loot string tangled in a nearby bush. Oh, he's useless. Uh-oh. Uh, Gum Gum could be uh, in a place where things are on fire, which is why he smells cooking. Maybe it's just, mm-hmm. like, plants <laughs> that are on fire that smells like food. Or his butt. So we should probably get him out <laughs> of there. <laughs> so everyone but Gum Gum needs to take 17 points of falling damage. Whoa. Wait, what? Why? Owies. Owies. You all fell out of the tree onto the floor. Owies. Why did Gum Gum get rewarded for a really bad roll? He's uh, he's stuck in some vines up above you guys. Okay. Gum Gum better take at least 18 points of damage or else I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Gum Gum, you're kind of like slowly spinning around. You know how like when something's hanging and it slowly starts spinning because of the wind or because of like uneven weight. You're like upside down, caught in vines, slowly spinning around. Oh my God. Time has slowed down and I'm not falling. <laughs> How high off the ground is he? About 30 feet above the forest floor. Can I take some shots as the longbow triumph at the vines? I just wonder if you're going to shoot at it. Don't worry, Gum Gum. We'll get you down from there. It's not safe. I like it up here. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can absolutely take sh- shots at the vine if you want to, Cardboard. You all look like ants from up here. Can I take shots at the vine? Yeah. 15. Uh, yeah, I'll say you hit the vine. All of them? Uh, roll, uh, roll damage on the vine. That is eight points of damage on the vine. Yeah, the vine snaps and it frees Gum Gum just enough uh, for him to fall down to the ground and rejoin you guys. I try to catch him. You try to catch him? I try to catch him. Make a uh, dexterity check to see if you can get under him fast enough. After taking 17. 18. Oh, 18. That's pretty good. Now make a, a strength roll. Yeah. 20. 20. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are pretty good rolls. Uh, I, I really wanted him to crush you, but we'll say <laughs> that you are able to get under him and soften his blow. So he only takes five points of damage from the fall and because you cushioned him into the, your arms. You're my hero. <laughs> I'm just I'm just upholding the stereotype of the queer person keeping the straight people in the D&D party undamaged. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you all are in uh, in that clearing that you had seen uh, before, and you see that trail that you all came into that does not appear to be on fire yet. And uh, with you guys, of course, is the now freed Brink and Sordo, as well as the uh, other prisoners that were up above previously. The mayor? No. No, Brink and Sordo. Gum Gum voted for Brink Tussler as the mayor. So. Gum Gum voted for Brink. There's the triune and somebody else. It's uh, Brink, Sordo, the Triune, the Alpha Sturge, and some Elderlings. Oh, the Alpha Sturge. Yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, we'll say that once you all were freed, the Alpha Sturge probably uh, just took off on its own. Because it knows you know, it's not too far from its home. It probably just, like, bolted. Gotcha. Uh, Bart wants to run over to Gum Gum to check if he's okay. And I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Gum Gum, are you breathing? I don't hear anything. He's fine. I, I, I caught him. I don't hear him breathing. I don't know. I can't tell. How do I know if I'm breathing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I set Gum Gum down, and I go over to the bush where the loot string is. Okay. Yeah, it's just a a string from a loot. Uh, Is there something you want to do with it, or...? Uh, Can I... Is it on fire, or is it just singed? Uh, No, it's not on fire or anything. It's uh, just a little singed. Okay. I'll take it, and I'll put it in my, my bag. All right. Hey, while you're in that bag, uh, Brink Tussler, we have someone to reunite you with. Oh, yeah. I put one string in and then pull out a a spicy string. A little stringy boy? Yeah. A danger noodle. Danger noodle. Uh, And I I, uh, I hand Hannibal over to Brink. His eyes light up when he sees Hannibal uh, emerge out of the bag. Hannibal, come to papa. And uh, he, he gives you what seems to be a very genuine thank you. I'm going to need you to make Eric Badur give a very genuine thank you to me. Oh, he will. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mud. I really mean it. 
I'm going to use that thank you as my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving uh, Hannibal little scritches under his, uh, under his chin. Oh, who's a good sneaky little snake who's crawling around on the ground? No arms, no legs. Oh, it's you. Oh, what a good boy. Uh, I, I don't know if I fed him in the wild, so you might want to find him like something to eat soon. <laughs> oh, well, snakes only need to eat like once every couple of weeks or something. Uh, they're good. Yeah. So above us, tree is on fire. Mm-hmm. And all around you, embers are starting to fall and familiar little, faces. Uh, little, bits, <laughs> little bits of fire are uh, starting to pop up around you guys. We should probably uh, get away from this area. Yeah. Where's Sleek? Uh, I think Sleek might have, is might be up there. I think he might, in, you know, in the, the great big <laughs> loop, the real, uh, the loop up, store up in the sky. Yeah. yeah. I Wait. think Sleek might have, <laughs> I run my finger across my neck. He's got an itchy throat. I mean, we should we should try to save him, right? I mean, he's up in a burning tree right now. I don't know what the save is. Do you have a suggestion? <laughs> we go get him. We probably all shouldn't go get him. Maybe just a few of us. No, but like, but like, how are we getting up there? It's on fire. Are we able to climb back up, or do you, does it look like the vines are pretty burnt? Uh, the vines are starting to catch fire at this point. It's a pretty intense fire up in the treetops. I don't think Gus wants us to go up there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's whatever we want to do, but I I, uh, I don't think going up into the tree is really an option right now. Everyone take four points of fire damage. Oh, okay. no. Fire's really starting to, like, encroach on there's, you guys. There's the cue. There's there the cue. Is. Okay. <laughs> Exit stage, right? Uh, all right. Uh, uh, this is uh, getting to be a spicy meat of ball, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's get out of here, guys. I mean, I'm used to being on fire, but in a different term, you know? Bart's used to being hot. Yeah. All right. Exit stage, not burning. Okay. Bye-bye, Sleek. I'd say let's let's return to that path that we came in, because it seems like that's uh, still open, right? And not not on fire currently. Yeah. Okay. Sleek, if you're, if you're dead, let us know. <laughs> little Jimmy, if you're dead, let us know. <laughs> yeah, we're little Jimmy. <laughs> I hope little Jimmy made it out. I hope so, too. So you guys head eastward, and you spot the same dirt path you followed earlier into the forest. Uh, the burnt tree line thins out, and eventually you find your way back to the main road. As you're walking along the road, the sun begins to rise over the highland peaks. Down the road, you hear the crunching of wheels along gravel. Brink steps forward and says, Who dares to approach the great and powerful? Brink? Brink, dear boy, is that you? A wagon appears around the bend, and sitting atop is Dr. Ahem, <clears throat> with Atten and Dant. Dear Dyer, are you all okay? We heard the explosion and saw the smoke. Uh, I'm not doing too well, Doc. Got any, uh, maybe medicine in there to cure these, uh, burn wounds? <laughs> oh my, we need to get you all back to HQ right away. Hop on the wagon. We're missing a, a friend, Dr. Ahem. I don't think that Sleek made it out alive. We have this guitar string to commemorate him. It's out of tune. He uses friend very, uh, very loosely. <laughs> guitar string? Loot. Loot string, whatever. Sleek's gone missing, you say? What about Spectral? Oh, Spectral turned Oh, dang. Did we lose two infinites in one guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Spectral's evil, so I don't really know how to... Uh... So, bad news about Spectral. He seems to have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, so we might have learned a bit of information that Paralyte not only took over their brains, but still left, like, Manchurian Candidate-style stuff in there that uh, she could activate later to take over them again. So um, we might need to, to solve that problem with any future uh, infinites we find. I think we got a lobotomizing Doc. I think it's the only way. Oh, wait, we have one. We have the, the Healy girl. What's her name? No, she's run away too. Aleve? Where's Aleve? I thought Aleve was her. You had previously recovered Aleve, but she had gone missing. Yeah, she yeah. betrayed. So we're down. We don't have a single infinite at this point. Yeah. You guys are doing great. Yeah. We're back to square one. We're back to episode one for in <laughs> interns. Roll for new characters. <laughs> Y'all are doing a terrible job. I just want to throw that out there as interns. I mean, we've, you know... We've grown and leveled up. So. Says the, the guy who wrote the story won't let us go back up to the treetop to save anyone. It's not our fault. The fire was just that intense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I think we should go back to HQ and gather ourselves and heal up and rest and all that stuff. And drink coffee. And drink coffee. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, Dr. <clears throat> uh, invites you all to get onto the back of the wagon. Art tries to hop up, but he can't because it's too tall. 
I, 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 I lift him up. Wee! Bart, do you put your hand? Do you put your arms up with your hands out <laughs> like a little kid? Grabby, grabby. Yeah, I do. Hands up, and I do the grabby motion with my hands. <laughs> up. Bart's not above it. Wow, looks like we're we're back on a wagon. It, it's it's gonna end where it all started. Wow, just just like episode one, just like when we all met. It's where we're gonna die. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> Dr. Am whips the reins, uh, and the wagon quickly makes its way up the road. In no time, you arrive at the town gates and find yourself back in Boulderay. As you pass the gates, Dr. Am leans back and says, While you were all away, I decided to make some upgrades to the town's infrastructure. He gives you all a big wink. Uh, you look out the front and see all the stairs in town have been replaced with wide wooden ramps offering a clear path through town. I call it the Boulder Way. Nice. Uh, Dr. M leads you all the way back up to Infinite HQ and parks the wagon just outside the stables. Ah, here we are. Our Eldervine friends can head inside. There's plenty of room downstairs for everyone. Atten and Ant will pull out cots for everyone and tend to your wounds. The rest of us can head to the lobby. I sense we have much to discuss. You all follow Brink and Sordo inside uh, into the lobby, and as you get settled in the lounge seating, Dr. Am addresses you all. Brink, Sordo, it's so wonderful to have you back, but I, I don't understand. Where are Sleek and Spectral? What happened out there? I, I think I think we do have a, a, a great storyteller in our group, and his name is Gum Gum. Well, we met our new best friend. I love how Gum Gum doesn't even pause. Like, <laughs> no. you set him up, and then he just starts going. We met our new best friend, little Jimmy. Correct. And, uh, but then he wanted to go away from us, but I'm not sure why. Uh, then we climbed up some uh, some of those tree ropes, and then we uh, then we fought some some little things that were invisible at first, but then weren't. And then... Then we went to some rooms, and then uh, 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 our friends who we thought were our friends, they weren't our friends also. It was Infinite. Come, come sounds like... And we fought him. Who's that, who's that singer that talks like this? I was going to say, I after all of these episodes, I finally realized that Gum Gum sounds like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't unhear it. Trickle down economics is. <laughs> what was Reagan's wife named? Mary, something like Nancy. Oh, Nancy, Nancy Reagan, me, Nancy. <laughs> then we fought a bunch of people who shot arrows at us, and I pushed one out a window, and then he came back, and <laughs> then, uh, then everything uh, was like we gotta go, and we, then we went, and there was fire. And then Mud caught me in his arms. And I served two terms in the United States from 1981 <laughs> to 1989. Is it is it Ringo Starr who he sounds like? Is that it? Oh, uh, maybe. Who am I thinking of? He's a, Ringo Starr is a little like breathy. Now, are you thinking of like um? Oh, what's the pop star? I I know who you're talking about now, Barb. It's not. It's gonna Ringo. bother me so much. Yeah. <laughs> Doja Cat. It, you might. It might be Beatles. <laughs> it, it might be Beatles. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of old. The Beatles. Yeah. Anyways, not to spend too much time talking about Gum Gum's voice. Uh, uh, and uh, as on top of that, uh, to answer your direct question, which Gum Gum failed to do, Sleek and Spectral uh, kind of ended a fight with a big old kaboom. Uh, and although the rest of us got out, we don't think they got out. They're, they're like, they're like, uh, you know, um, what, what's the on fire? They, they were in the fire. Yeah. Um, they're like Schrodinger's infinite infinites. We don't know if they're dead or not. <laughs> yeah, it is an off-camera death, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to be A-OK, Doc. Don't worry about it. They'll probably come back missing, like, a limb, and it'll be, like, a cyborg now. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it won't be as cool as, like, another cyborg that we might know. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, God. If Sleek comes back with a missing arm, he will be insufferable about how much like brothers we are. Do it. Do it. You may have just given Micah inspiration for a, a future arc. No, no. It should be just like the most upgraded cool arm in existence with all these different features and functions. Just turns into a loot. <gasps> <laughs> so we're down to infinites. Uh, we don't know what Paralyte is. She can still control all the infinites. Um, yeah, that's about where we're at. 
So when does our semester end? Because I'm kind of ready for <laughs> spring break. <laughs> What's Kyborg's major? Oh, um... Being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if only someone was here to play like a loot riff. Yeah. I feel like his major would be like psychology or something like that. <laughs> or, or like, was it physical sciences or, or physical, you know, I don't know, like the PE, like a PE coach? No, it wouldn't be anything physical. I think it would be something that uh, someone goes to college for just because they have to go to college and they just pick a random major. It's the throwaway degree. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the radio, television, film degree from the University of Texas is what I'm <laughs> looking at right now. Uh, John, I'm glad you chimed in with the fate of Sleek and Spectral that uh, Gum Gum, for some reason, failed to, to mention. To Dr. Because he didn't see it. He went through his highlights. He went through his highlights. Yeah, you only go through what he saw. <laughs> Brink chimes in at this point. Ooh, ooh. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but while we were stuck in the cage, uh, we overheard the Everguards talking about all the new recruits they've gotten recently. Yeah, apparently Paralyte's been traveling throughout the realms, amassing her Everguard forces. It's spreading some cock and bull story about the savior of Phasa. Sort of also chimes in. Yeah, it's like Pius Pass and Bloom all over again. Paralyte sends in brainwashed infinites to cause a crisis, and at the last minute, she swoops in to save the day. We think she's somewhere down in Pharaoh's doing it again. Ooh, the fourth infinite that we have not encountered yet. <laughs> that will lose. We'll catch and lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Ahem strokes his chin and says, Pharaoh's, that must be where Aleve and Grizzly are. Interns, you need to head there straight away, but I'm afraid the Emus Gateway is still dormant at the moment. Road trip. I can help you with that, Doc. Brilliant. Thank you, Sorto. In the meantime, Bart, perhaps you can call upon the services of your former captain again. The four of you should make a heading for the port of Pescar. It's a coastal town on the northern side of Ferros. See if you can find Eleve and Grizzly before it's too late. Wait, 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 wait. So what am I supposed to do? Ah, right you are, Brink. Don't worry, though. I have a special job in mind just for you. Okay. What does that mean? He's going to go be the janitor for the castle. Yeah, he needs to clean the bathroom. <laughs> I want a special job. The toilets haven't been cleaned. You have the specialist job. You're one of the infinite interns. Do you know that pescar is fish in Spanish? Is that why it's a pescatarian? Yeah, it also means catch, like to catch someone. Mm. When I was in high school, if you like, you got busted by a teacher or your parents doing something, you would say someone was muy fish. <laughs> like they were very caught. They were very caught. That's, That's like terrible border Spanglish. Yeah. All right. I suppose. How do you get in contact with the captain? Well, uh. All I do is I just pull out my cell phone and I just give her a call. <laughs> it has one button on it. You call Klondike 58726. <laughs> From memory, the Jebediah was uh, not too far away. Uh, remember, you all had to race up the cliffs after your uh, encounter with the Calamar. Uh, and the Jebediah had taken on some damage and needed to be repaired. So it's probably still out over there. Yeah, and luckily I put my Apple tag over on it so I could just, you know, track it right back. Should be pretty easy. Bart's breaking, <laughs> breaking all the technology rules. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a, you know, it's a spell. Yeah, Apple tag. Yeah, my Apple tag. <laughs> it's a level two uh, divination is spell. Is that a cantrip or is that? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, I think we should definitely take a rest and then head to the boat. I think that's a good call. Yeah, I'm a little, uh, a little fiery still. A little singed. Yeah, I would love everything restored a little. I like to think one of Bart's eyebrows is still smoking a little bit, like it's been singed off. Not my eyebrow. <laughs> it's my source of beauty. <laughs> yeah, y'all can absolutely rest. I mean, you're here at the Infinite HQ. This is this is the place to get all uh, restored. All right, taking a long rest. Boom, full lucky. Are we doing long rest? Yeah, I mean, that's up to you guys, but it seems like it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, there's a part of me that every time we're like, we have time like this, take a, a long rest. I just want to fire all the spells I can before I take a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> Use them or lose them. She's like, summon beast, conjure animals, flame arrows, blah, 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 blah. All right. So uh, everyone all rested up. Is there anything else we need to do here or can we head to the boat? It's up to you guys. Um, do we want to maybe see if there's any like, do we want to do any sort of shopping of any sorts to get any supplies or... Do I have monies? I mean, I, I still have monies. I still have plenty of monies. We haven't been rewarded money in a while. I have some gold left. Not a lot. 
I have a ton. I have a ton of money still. From what? I don't know. Did you deduct it after you bought the stuff? I do, yeah. Oh. I always deduct it. What's a ton? It shows I have 85 gold. Oh, that's not a ton. I also have 85 gold. And seven silver. That's pretty baller. I have 52. I thought you were talking like you had like 500 gold. Oh, no. But, I mean, typically when we bought stuff, it's like, this is one gold piece. Has it been that way? I thought it's been like more like... 100 gold piece, 200 gold piece. Kind of it depends thing. on what you're looking for, but it can be. No, I mean, when we do our when we do our like level up shopping. Oh, that kind of stuff. Is there an armory at the Infinite Castle, the Infinite HQ, or any sort of... Uh, yeah, there's probably like a mundane uh, arms that can be purchased or that can be acquired here at the HQ. Oh, Kitebook, you could get a normal arm. Oh, no, no, a, a, a mundane arm. <laughs> you can get a mundane one. Yeah. I could use some like healing potions and stuff if there's. How much do those go for? If they're there. Is there a break room that has like a, a candy and drink machine that you can just <laughs> put the gold is there, in? Is there a green room we can just like steal everything in there and just pack it all up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, we'll say that Dr. M has been uh, brewing up some healing potions and it takes a while to uh, for him to do it. So he's only got enough for one for each of you that uh, he's, he's happy to part with. I'll take it. Potion of healing? Yeah. Adding it to my inventory. Me too. What about uh, what about some coffee from the the dragon guy? Oh, uh, you want to talk to Duncan? Get some yeah. coffee. Duncan. Un café, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he and he's got a nice selection of dirt for you, Mud. Remember, uh, he said he would have it for you. Yeah. I got reminded recently of how cool the character from Neverending Story is, the rock eater. Uh. I'm the dirt eater. I'm the dirt eater. Make you yeah yeah. Make you do yeah. <laughs> what? Make you want all of your love. Man eater. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what song you're singing. Uh, okay, so we add potion of healing, and does anybody else have anything pressing to shop for? I mean, we're about to part ways with Brink Tuss, so I feel like I need to like challenge him to a rematch or something. I don't know. What are you gonna challenge him to? Well, because like the first time we met, wasn't there like we had a duel or something? But it was like yeah, he kicked your butt. I don't remember that, but I remember that I yeah, went- it's because you got knocked unconscious because he beat you so badly. Was it unarmed or what? What was it? I can't remember what the contest was. They had a little duel. It was in episode one, right before they went, y'all went into the mayor's office. Yeah, but what was the duel? Was it just swords? Mm. I don't think weapons were involved. This was like one of the first episodes. It was episode one. There, Yeah, there was a, a box, like a, a, a boundary, like a little ring that was set up. And the first person who was knocked out of the ring lost. And that was Kyborg. Rematch, rematch. If I take, if I do a rematch, can I take another like short rest so I can do a trance to regain the HP that I'm inevitably going to lose? <laughs> well, Brink's not here at the moment. He's been oh. whisked away. Yeah, that's right. He re run away. You run away, Brink Tussler. <laughs> he's off on his special assignment with Doctor M. Unclogging toilets in Infinite HQ is what he's doing. Uh, it's an important job. Someone's got to do it. It is. Uh, sure. Mud wants to head to the ship. Me too. Yeah. Well, Bart's leading the way because he he knows exactly where it is. Yeah. Yeah, works out. I'm good with that. Yeah. He could sense his mama. <laughs> mama. His mama. All right. So y'all y'all uh, head to the ship and uh, we'll, we pick up our story three days later. What? Hey, everyone. Don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you communicate with us using hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod, you yourself could become an NPC on the show. Uh, for example, in this episode, we reprise the character Deadman Dreffel, who's named after at J.R. Dreffel, who's Josh Dreffel. You know him as a crew member aboard the Jebediah, who the cast does not trust for some reason. And of course, we have our own characters voiced by people here at Rich Teeth. Uh, Brink Tussler is Eric Badur. Dr. M is uh, Micah, who's our writer, editor, composer, the one of the DMs uh, behind the screen. Uh, Sordo is Jack Patillo, and Captain Marge is Zoe Terhune. Do you want a new credit card but not sure how to choose one? Well, let me tell you, you do not need to apply for the first offer you see in the mail. Credit Karma can help you zero in on the right option for you and help you apply with more confidence. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issuers, uh, so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. And best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with even more confidence. 
Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free. It does not affect your credit score. Credit Karma, you can create your own karma. So if you're ready to find the card that's right for you, head to Credit Karma, check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. It can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest debt, and sometimes it can be even harder to ask for help, and that's where Upstart comes in. Upstart-powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple, easy-to-understand payment terms. Upstart's helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. So whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score, so rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your interest rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So don't wait. Check out your rate today at upstart.com slash dragon. That's upstart.com slash dragon to check your rate today. Don't forget, please use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash dragon. You all are back on the Jebediah with Captain Marge and her crew. The ship has been repaired since its last encounter with the Calamar, and you all have resumed your sailor names and duties aboard the ship. Remind me, each of you, what were your sailor names again? Iron Arm. Bucko Bort. Flower Pirate. Uh, uh-huh. Mad-Eye Mud. I don't remember. You're Matey Mud. Matey Mud. There you go. Uh, silver piece for each of you. Whee! One silver. <laughs> that, that woo turned into something <laughs> upset really quickly. And re- remind me again, I forget. What were each of your jobs on the ship? That I do know. Uh, Powder Monkey. <laughs> I was the wheel person. Barbara is motioning into her camera, <laughs> holding a giant wheel and going back and forth. The wheel man. <laughs> I was the rope doctor. And I was the real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you all remembered more or less. You don't remember the exact names, but you remembered the gist of it. That's a, so an extra silver for each of you. Yeah. Wow. I have all my notes in Slack, and so I close Slack, and I go, oh. don't have my notes. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you all got close enough. I, I, I had notes for the ship and then I was like oh we're off the ship I'm deleting my notes I like how this is like like when you're in class and your teacher randomly quizzes you on stuff <laughs> that you should be paying attention on see I, I personally don't take notes because if it's worth remembering then we'll remember it but if the audience and myself don't remember it then it's something that we need to rehash again it's I'm really I'm just a, I'm a I'm a vessel for the audience here guys that's, that's oh and by I'm the way I, uh, I was the helmsman yes that is the actual correct name and uh, Gum Gum was the rigger. Mm-hmm. Or as he called it, the rope doctor. And God, I, my memory's just really bad today. What was the crew motto? Uh, eat, pray, love. Everyone works hard and does a job. We're all in this together, <laughs> hand in hand. Plus ultra. Blessed be the fruit. <laughs> mm, all good attempts, but no one quite remembers. No. Ye work hard, ye play hard. Uh, uh, so do we do we give you a silver back or <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm just taking a random magic item from each of you. Oh. Uh, just as my <laughs> <No>! <laughs> as my reward for remembering. Uh yeah, so you guys are uh, are back on the ship with Captain Marge uh issuing orders. Barbara, are you writing down the, the motto right now? Sure I am. <laughs> I, I put it on my D&D sheet. There you go. Uh, you all are asleep below deck in the crew's quarters, each in your own hammock or bunked up together. If you prefer, I just assume you're all in your own hammock. Since I'm the powder monkey, I'm in the banana hammock with the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you all are, are fast asleep, dreaming away. Uh, what are you guys dreaming about? Oh, beating Brink Tussler's butt. You want to eat Brink Tussler's butt? No, beating. <laughs> beating gum gum. <laughs> no, I think, I think we all heard eating. <laughs> Send us fan art using hashtag Stevie Dragon. Bart is dreaming of uh, being in a tavern surrounded by beautiful uh, maidens and uh, sailors, and everyone is cheering Bart, Bart, Bart as he's chugging a, a giant ale. 
and also he is a much taller in his dream oh. and has like rippling muscles. Uh, and yeah, everyone is just looking at him adoringly. Ooh, typical short king dream. Mm-hmm. I like to think of those episodes of The Simpsons where like Homer imagines himself all muscular and in shape. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Mud is dreaming of finding a magical wildlife center where he just gets to walk around and see all these animals and just adding all these animals to his his library of things he can turn it into. He's just seeing, and, and he's also, <laughs> in his dream, he's got high enough level in, in wild shape that he can just turn into any of them, and he's turning into dragons and griffins and wyverns and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, all fly stuff. I think Mud wants to fly, huh? Mud wants to fly. Mud wants to fly. We need to do this. We need to do this podcast long enough that I can level up. What level do I have to get to fly? I don't know. What's a, a flying creature you could transform into? You're probably not that much higher. You're probably getting close. <laughs> ben is saying eighth level. A level eight. Level eight. So then we're level six. What are we at six? All right. Yeah. Can we uh, can yeah, we uh, get two levels really quick? No promise. Yeah. Let's get good. Uh, anybody else having any uh, fantastic dreams? Yeah. Go go. I'm dreaming. That I am the master wizard of town, and and then my dad comes and he says he's proud of me. <laughs> I like that he's just the master wizard of town, like not any specific place, just town. In your dream, do you do more than flower spells? Yeah, I can also do uh, tree spells. <laughs> oh, flowers and trees. That would actually be really cool. I'm working on bushes next. <laughs> <laughs> Micah says I cut the grass spell. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, we'll do a uh, inspiration die for Bart, Mud, and Gum Gum for their fantastic dreams. What? You didn't give me a dream. Yeah, he did. I said He's I beating Brink. Beating Brink Hustler's butt, and then everyone said I was making it as eating his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that was your entire I'm, dream? I'm killing Quadrant. I'm killing Quadrant in my dream. I'm getting revenge <laughs> on my family. I already have an inspiration die. Uh, how are you killing him? I'm ripping off all of his arms, and I'm beating him to death with him. You're getting revenge on your family? For my family. Whatever, whatever the term. All right. Inspiration die for Kyborg 2. I don't need it. I already got one. <laughs> oh, my God. I also already have one. I have one, too. Did anybody need that inspiration die? Gum, gum. I did not. You know, the seas are unpredictable. You never know uh, when the weather's going to change, and a storm cloud quickly appears, and a lightning bolt zaps down to the lower deck, striking Kyborg for four points of damage. Oh, no. I mean, it probably was attracted to his metal arm. Uh, Something fell on me? It's, it's attracted to his poor attitude about inspiration die. <laughs> it's extra good that he fought for it and he didn't need it. I just love that Gus could do whatever he wants as the DM. <laughs> and I think we should all remember that. <laughs> I, I think he actually rolled a dice and it landed on four. And I think that did. Was, I did. It's right there. That yeah. was Kyborg. So it actually wasn't vengeful. It was just the, <laughs> the dice. It's just the dice, yeah. So to clarify, I'm taking four points of damage. Just no, to make sure. no, no. Okay, I'm just okay. kidding. Okay, all right. Uh, however, let's see. Uh-huh. A seven. You got scurvy. <laughs> we got quick. Somebody get Orange Kyborg juice. oranges. Quickly. I'm kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, all right. You all hear a bosun's whistle above deck, and Deadman Dreffel shouts, Sail ho! You hear Captain Marge ordering, Arrgh! All hands on deck! Sail ho? I don't know what that means. Usually it's like land ho. Well, that's because you're not experienced on these shores and on these seas. Oh, then, uh, hey, uh, Bart, what does uh, sail ho mean? Sail ho means... Uh, there's a place where we're going to be stopping, so ho the sail. <laughs> yeah, that's good, that's good. Can I roll for deception on that one? <laughs> uh, well, she would have to roll deception. You'd have to roll insight. All right, come on, let's do it. All right, let's 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 party. Oh, I rolled a 12. A 19. Sure, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. All right. Sail ho. No, yeah, uh, you know, Bart spent a lot of time on this ship. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Mm. Mud learned something new today, then. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that next time someone wants to hear some cool sailing trivia. I'm also very surprised when you said all hands on deck that uh, Gum Gum didn't just lean down and put his hands on the deck. <laughs> I already did that joke. I didn't want to repeat it. Oh, <laughs> oh did you? <laughs> uh, I, I, Mud goes up to the deck. Kybor goes as well. Bart's already up there because he's uh, a helmsman. Because he's a sail ho. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sail-ho. I'll go up too because, you know. Okay, you all make your way up to the main deck and find Captain Marge bathed in moonlight, uh, standing near the helm, holding a spyglass to her eye. 
I there be a couple of cogs forming a blockade at the docks. They be flying a black flag with the letters EG on them. Any ideas on who they be? Everguards. I stand in front of Marge's scope blocking her vision and I say, ah, <laughs> yes, I see them. Everguards. AG? EG. Everguards. Oh, okay. As what I assume. I, I mean, black is the mm-hmm. color that they wear on their cloaks and on their sails, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, is that what you said, Gus? EG? EG, yeah. Okay. Cool. Arr. Fire, fire at, at will. No. <laughs> should we board them? Like stealth board them? We should probably be sneaky about it. Does it seem like they have already seen us? You can't tell. They don't seem to be maneuvering to you guys or anything. They seem to be stopped in place, so you're not entirely sure. Mud turns into a sea otter and goes on a reconnaissance mission. Cool. Because <laughs> I looked up at level four. I can do the swimming now, so I can swim as these animals. You can fly through the water. Is it possible to cast a minor illusion to make our flag look like their flag? Ooh. It might be too small. It would only last for a minute. Five foot cube. Since flags are so thin, I would say you probably could. However, it would only last for that minute, which is pretty short. Is it nighttime? Yeah, uh, Captain Marge is bathed in the moonlight. It would be weird if it was daytime. Oh, yeah. We got we to gotta do some stuff. Could I use my looking glass and see if I can see anything? Yeah, you have a looking glass? Yeah, I picked it up in the jailhouse when we were escaping. Oh, right. I forgot about that. One, two, three o'clock, seven o'clock, uh, <laughs> Make a uh, perception check, Gum Gum. That's an 18. That's really good for Gum Gum because Gum Gum has a negative one yeah. modifier on perception checks. Yeah, you actually do see quite a bit because your roll was good. Like I said, there's two ships. Like I said, they're cogs. They're like smaller, rounder ships. And it seems like there's a very minimal crew on each of these ships. You think that you see just a... Uh, a handful of people uh, on each of them. Uh, they are not looking in your direction at the moment. Is this like a blockade? Yes, it is a blockade from what you can tell. You also see like uh, in the distance, you know, behind them on land, a mountain that's shrouded in mist. Okay. Just, if they're just like randomly out in the water, if we could just pass by them, but if they're guarding an island or a plot of land. Yeah, Captain Marge uh, said that uh, she believes they're forming a blockade at the docks, preventing uh, docks. Okay. Uh, approach. Is that element? Uh, Deadman Druffle says... We could fire on them and engage. It's up to you, Arr. But uh, I do want to touch base with Mud, who is uh, on a recon mission. What is your plan there, uh, Mud? Well, let me think this through before I, I jump in the water and turn into a sea otter. Do we, do we want to engage or do we want to attempt somehow stealthily getting past it? But stealthily. I think we should be sneaky. They haven't seen us yet. Mm. I think we should be sneaky because I don't, I don't want anybody getting uh, any casualties on this ship. Yeah. It's my familia. Question. We went over this before. How long can characters hold their breath? I think it's just a few rounds. Let me double check. Are you thinking about shuttling us over there on your seal itself? Just hold on. Hold on. You can hold your breath for a number of minutes equal to one plus your constitution modifier. How many minutes can you guys hold your breath? Four minutes. Oh, five minutes. Your constitution modifier, Bart, is plus two. So you could do three minutes. I could do four minutes? Yeah. And then... When uh, a creature has a movement speed, that movement speed is that much distance per how much time? Six seconds. So in a minute, you could do your movement speed ten times. No, half, because it's water. Not me. Yeah, correct. Ten times your movement speed in a minute. How far are we from uh, getting past these cogs to the, to the misty land? Oh, that's a good question. To the Misty Land or to the docks? Because the Misty Land's further inland. Would the docks be, we'd be able to get onto the docks and not be seen if we got past the ships and just came up on the docks? Uh, I mean, you'd probably have to make some stealth checks uh, for that. Okay. From where you are, I'm just going to measure to the docks because the docks is what's closest. Okay, do this. Yeah, I I got this. We could start there. Then if you want, we can go to Misty Land from there. From where you all are, you know, you still have a little bit of distance. They haven't seen you yet. I'll say it's about... 300 feet, roughly, from the ship to the docks. So now we got to do math, calculate how much breath we have to get. I'm, d- I'm doing it right now. I can hear the, the keyboard getting punched into the calculator. Is it not possible to, like, come up and go, and then go No, back? we are fine. We are fine here, guys. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Muds, hey, come gather around, babies. Muds, Muds got this figured out. Everybody gather oh, around. Oh, plan. All right, yeah. Everybody do. Okay, so we're going to need to get past the cogs. And then we're going to need to get onto the dock and be stealthily able to get onto the dock and get in, get past them. So this is a two-part trick. First part is mud casts 
pass without a trace to give everybody stealth check bonuses once we get past the boats. Cool. Should we see if there's any like black cloaks on the ship that we could wear so that if we do happen to be spotted, it will be a little less obvious? I already have one. Kyborg can transform his. I've got one. Okay. Yeah. I think we I think we get, because Pass Without a Trace gives you guys plus 10 on dex checks. I also have invisibility if I need it. Yeah. So. Second part of the plan. Mud doesn't jump in the water and turn into an otter. I have been holding on to this because I, I forgot, you know, it's not to level four I could do swimming forms. Um, but we saw a plesiosaurus at one point. <laughs> That's a CR2 level uh, beast. I can turn into CR2 level beasts. I turned into a plesiosaurus underwater. What is a plesiosaurus? <laughs> that is a giant water dinosaur. The one we fought in like the... Oh. the we fought in like some sort of forest. It's a Lapras. Yes. It was when you were chasing Nader after he stole the baby T-Rex. Gotcha. You're about to convince these guys that Loch Ness monster is real. They're going to be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, that's what the, I mean is that like Lapras, what what uh, Chris described. So, is there no concern about not being very stealthy with this? Well, it's the ocean and night. It's nighttime. Have you seen how smooth this thing is, Barbara? It looks so smooth. And you smooth. jump in and then transform. Sneaky. It'll be a quiet splash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, my plesiosaurus is large beast. I would assume that would mean that I could have these three guys just hanging on to me, and that really wouldn't cause a bunch of drag for a plesiosaurus to be able to swim. It's large. Yeah, I mean, large is uh, is huge. Yeah. Dude, yes. But is it in charge? <laughs> but is it, but is it in charge? <laughs> no, that is large. She's in charge. She's the captain. <laughs> but I'm liking this plan so far. You get, you, I'm hooked. Keep going. Keep going. Plesiosaurus uh, is a large beast with 18 strength. So, yeah, you would be able to do that. Um, I have a swim speed of 40 feet. That means that in getting to the, the dock, that's only about a minute and 10 seconds. So everybody can hold their breath that long and I can swim that far. With breath to spare. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. This is a brilliant plan. I love it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm so happy I wrote down this plesiosaurus and, and been holding. I have a list of things that we've seen that I haven't been able to turn into yet because I wasn't high enough level and this is one of them. Okay. okay, so let me make sure I understand the plan correctly. Were you prepared for dinosaur for how we solved this puzzle? Were you prepared for that? <laughs> when we get to the other side of this, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, in the episode, I, I, I have I have a lot to say about this. They're scrambling to come up with more story because this was supposed to be the episode long fight, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so just so I understand the plan correctly. You're going to, as mud, you're going to jump. Everyone's actually going to jump into the water. Then once you're in the water, mud is going to transform to a plesiosaurus. Everyone's going to grab on. You're going to dive under, swim under the blockade, get to shore to the docks, get up onto the docks, retransform back into mud, uh, then cast Pass Without a Trace on everyone, and then sneak your way on shore that way. Well, technically, technically, what we could do to even make that better is... We can stay underwater when we get to the docks. I turn back into mud, still under the water, so as not to, like, have a dinosaur come out of the water. Probably a good idea. And then pass without a trace, I can do underwater. It does. It's just a concentration spell. Well, because we have uh, so much extra time, do we want to try to, like, poke a hole under one of the ships to cause a leak, to cause a distraction away from docks? Just drill into it? I mean... It says pass without a trace has a verbal component. Where? Uh, when you click on it, it says components VSM, verbal somatic material. Oh, okay, yeah. but you can you can say things underwater. Well, then 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 we can just poke our heads out of water, and I can quickly cast it. Or he just yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> you've talked to your like siblings under the water in the pool. Like you've tried to see what you can hear. Like that works. Yeah, I mean, if you have a way to. I, I, sorry, I didn't want to like shut down uh, your idea there, Blaine. Uh, if you have a way, if you want to try to put a hole in the boats, I guess you could. That was a test. He's going to, that's going to alert the guards and then it's going to blow the whole plan up. Never mind, John, we're following <laughs> your plan. I can second hear it in Gus's voice. I mean, if you want to try. No. Nope. Uh, before we do all this, does anybody have any problems with this plan? I think it's perfect. Should we? None whatsoever. Should we put a rope around your neck so we, so we can hold on better? Sure. I wish there was more killing, personally. I, I love stealth <laughs> takedowns, but, you know. Deadman Dreffel uh, chimes in and says, Ah, right, can I go with ye? I be needing to get to shore, too. I think that we need to bring Dreadful with us. Maybe Dreadful knows about this island. He's going to he's gonna rat us out. Dreadful. Dreadful. Dr what is it? Dreadful. Dreadful. Bart, okay. yeah. is Deadman Dreadful, is he just trustworthy? Is he a man of good character? 
could I do use my ring of truth telling on on Mr. Greffel? Uh, yeah, uh, that just gives you advantage on an insight check. So I guess you would yeah. want to ask a question, or you want to like sense his motive, or yeah, I want a sense of motive just to make sure that he is a you know good guy, not going to try to mess with us or uh, foil our plan in some way. Yeah, go ahead and roll me an insight check with advantage. Insight. All right, it's a nine, and then a another nine. Woof. Woof. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Deadman Dreffel, he looks really intimidating. He's a dwarf with a skull tattooed on his face. Uh, looks like really mean and he's up to no good. But you do remember him fondly from your time on the ship in the past. And you know him to be a trustworthy companion to Captain Marge. Okay. Do I remember him ever doing anything bad based on my re- memory? Make a wisdom check. I mean, to be honest, too, I think having a man with a skull face tattoo would be a pretty good addition to this stealth mission. Another nine. I am rolling bad. <laughs> Six plus three. You remember that uh, he's a cheat at poker. Okay. He likes to hide cards up his sleeve. I don't know. As you know, who doesn't? <laughs> Can we just say no? As the one who's going to have to drag you, I'm going to need to have a little bit more information as to why I need to have you attached to me underwater and get into this island. I need to get the way clear for Captain Marge and the Jebediah to get ashore. Why are you guys going ashore? We have trade here in Pescar. Fair enough. Can they can they just give us a little like like twenty minutes head start and then you can you can go on a little raft or something? I don't think it's important that you come on a raft here, dread pirate. Am I am I the raft? Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't see like SEAL Team Six needing to go to like Osama's compound and someone's like, hey, I got a brother in the neighborhood I want to go say hi to while you guys are doing this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they only gave you a free ride to Pescar. These are only Bart's uh, longtime friends. Based on the way Gus is fighting for this, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to give us away. No, let's bring him. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. To ride on the Plesiosaurus costs the gold. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, here you go. Thank you. (laughs) I hand over gold. (laughs) Okay. Deadman Druffle says, ah, he be paying my passage. No, he be not. He be not paying your passage. He be paying for his. I need your gold. Uh, oh, uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> Deadman Druffle, uh walks over to Captain Marge, and you hear them whispering to each other hushedly, and then she pulls out a, a gold from her purse and hands it over to Deadman Druffle, who then walks back over and gives it to you guys. Thank you very much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point blank. Dread Dude Duffle, are you... Are you with the Everguards? Are you with Dread the Everguards? Dude, Duffel. <laughs> the Everguards? No, I'm uh, with the Jebediah. Listen, guys, I've known this guy almost all my life. He's a good dude. We can Kyborg trust him. roll for insight. <laughs> Let's bring him aboard. I think he could be useful. Maybe help us fight in case we get into a bit of a pickle. Do you see, Gus, how much we don't trust you? I love pickles. Yeah, I know. I, I love it. I'm here for it. You think he's telling the truth, Kyborg. Yeah, he's he's with uh, the Jebediah. He's not an Everguard. Even with the 19 I just rolled on the inside? Yeah, I see it. It's a good roll. It's a good roll. All right. So he says he sees it. He does not acknowledge it, though. Because yeah. He- all right. All right. All right. Uh, so you've paid your entry. We'll take you. I'm fine with it. Uh, however, uh, because I don't quite trust you completely, you get to hold on to the tail. Ah, that's the most fun. <laughs> all right. I like how we don't we don't trust doors and we don't trust strangers. <laughs> doors and dwarves. That, that's, our, that's our nose. <laughs> uh, doors and dwarves. I did give you a goal. Just make sure you add it. I did. Okay. Is everyone else going to pay too? Deadman Druffles looking around, waiting for everyone else to pay as well. Yeah. I, I, ven- I Venmoed him. <laughs> uh, Is that another cantrip? <laughs> yes. Mud's got a debit because uh, I helped him get a badger. So. Yeah, it, that comes out of the badger fund. <laughs> that sounds fun. I, I, I owe Kyborg a lot of plesiosaurus rides in order to catch up. <laughs> Whee! Uh, okay, so let's let's do this. Let's have some fun. Okay. You all start executing your plan. Everyone uh, gets down into the water. Uh, Mud transforms into a plesiosaurus. We'll say, Mud, make a stealth check with advantage because you're a plesiosaur and you're underwater. He's a people plesiosaurus. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Thank you, Plane. Micah, there better be some stealth music under all this. Like a a formulating a plan stealth attack mission song. 23. 23? How'd you get 23? 9 plus 4 plus 10. Oh, wait, we didn't, we haven't done, oh, if I do uh, Pass Without Trace, I can't do it now. I can bolster your roll. With what? With my uh, um, bolstering magic. Is this something you have? Yeah, it's new. What, what do you do? 
For 10 minutes, the creature can roll a d3 whenever making an attack roll in her ability check and add the number rolled to the d20 roll. Also, you can also regain your spell slots. Our spell slots. Why do you sound so suspicious? Why do I not believe you right now? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to use my inspiration dice and actually get a better roll because I don't even think a plus three would help that. It make me feel confident enough. All right. Jesus, what's with our <laughs> bad rolls? Not go. We're not, not doing something. All right. So I'll take the nine. Which is plus four. Two is your stealth. As a plesiosaurus, plus four. As a plesiosaurus, it's one of oh, my skills. Oh, plesiosaur. That's right. They have, they have a, an extra stealth because they're they're underwater. Um, and then I'll roll a D3. D3. So you roll a D6 and divide it by two. Okay. <laughs> one. I rolled a one. Darn it. Uh, so 14. 14. Okay. Not the worst. No. But it took a lot to get that 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was three rolls. Between me and Bart, we're just... We're just poop in the bed with our rolls. Not doing good. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. I have lucky. Hold on. You have three luck points per long rest. So whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. It's only rolls against you. No, 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 no. Can't I use the luck points on, on someone else? Only actions against you. But this is an action against me because he's rolling a stealth thing, right? I, I rolled a 14. Yeah, it's whenever you make an attack roll, ability check, or a saving throw, or an attack is made against you. I looked it up. Uh, attack me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like how Chris points it out, and Blaze just like, no, <laughs> without actually knowing. So yeah, we got a 14. Well, we, there's been a lot of confusion in the past about what who's lucky does what. That's why. No, I, there really hasn't. There has. Every time I roll lucky, everyone's like, what are you doing? That's not how that works. And I'm like, no, it's a different. I'm an elf lucky. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, All right. I tried to help. Yeah, the, the plesiosaur silently uh, glides underwater under the ships. Uh, what should have been a mundane roll turned into a three-minute ordeal, trying to add as much as we could. Uh, but you all managed to successfully slink under the ships underwater uh, and emerge uh, behind them on shore. And then when you emerge on shore, mud, that's when you cast Pass Without a Trace. Yeah, I'm very sad to not be a plesiosaurus anymore. That's all I got to do. <laughs> we'll have more opportunities in the future. Can we Can we try to work in some more aquatic adventures? <laughs> I'm like Aquaman asking to be used. <laughs> <laughs> Deadman Dreffel says, uh, well, sink me to Davy Jones' locker. Y'all made it to shore. Shh, keep it well down, Duffel. Duffel, keep it down. Well, Shh, so loud. well done. Well done and good luck, sailors. But before you head off, here be a little trinket I picked up from Suavier before he left. Suavier. I think you can find more use for it than I. <laughs> uh, he holds out a bottle filled with flickering orange liquid and smoke. It's the flashbang of sorrows. <laughs> uh, Bart Bart reaches out and takes it. Okay, Bart, you've got it. What is it? One of you had this before, so you, you all recognize this. I don't remember who had it in the past, but it's a potion of fire breath. Cool. Gum, Thanks. Gum, probably. I had it. It's, it's a very distinct color uh, and consistency. So Bart has it. Yes. Thanks, Duffel. And it has three three charges, this potion of fire breath, it seems. That's what it says, at least on the description of it. Yeah, you got an unused one. Deadman Dreffel hands it to you, and then something catches his eye. Ah, shiver me timbers. You all look past the shoreline to see a monumental stepped pyramid in the distance peeking through veils of mist and tropical foliage. A sickly green light emits from its summit, shooting straight up into the sky. Acid green clouds form over the pyramid, and a light rain begins to drizzle. The streets break into pandemonium with people running away, slamming doors shut. Someone in the crowd screams, Run for your- Oh no! And their skin begins to boil and bubble into grayish-purple spikes across their body. Uh, their eyes fuse together into one bulbous green orb, staring wide across the crowd. Fangs protrude from their gaping jaw, and the now hideous creature lets out a- your own hoe. Find out what happened on the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. <laughs> oh, no. Always, always a cliffhanger. <laughs> now that we're at the cliffhanger, I want to say something. We had a whole naval battle <laughs> planned out. <laughs> That's right. There was, Micah researched and found this special map oh. for nautical encounters, oh, and no. uh, he built out all the stuff that I was going to use, and there were different attacks and different portions of the ship that could be hit and damaged, and it was a, it was a big deal. It was supposed to take up a, a big chunk of time in this episode, and, and then it, uh, John chimes in with the, I can turn into a water dinosaur, and it was like, hmm. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Wow. <laughs> you just swam right under the encounter. In true brother fashion. I feel like we will encounter this again at some point <laughs> in the future. Yeah. 
just so it doesn't go to waste. It looks like he did a lot of work on this. It's really cool. I've got like stat blocks for the different ships and the different characters on all of them and how it was all going to go down. <laughs> you all oh, just no. swam right under it. It was great. I'm surprised you didn't do something like, oh, they spot you still. Or like you run into one of their udders and then... Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not D&D if someone doesn't break the game with something you didn't expect. Right. Yeah. Ben says the party never goes where you expect. Yeah. Take the rare instance of us actually, like, moving past something faster than usual. You know, because <laughs> next week when we record, we will, you know, a, a rock on the floor will take 30 minutes of our time of, of mm-hmm. discussing. Yeah. That janitor's closet's really going to trip us up for two episodes. <laughs> Micah wrote, going to be honest, never saw this coming. And then I wrote, I am here for it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great Didn't plan. expect dinosaur. Didn't expect nope. dinosaur. That was some masterful D&D play. I mean, like turning into a dinosaur and having everyone jump on your back. That's all about it. <laughs> I'm so glad I scrolled down my list. Yeah, and I, Deadman Dreffel was just there to give you a potion. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and to like uh, move that story beat along at the end and you guys fought it so hard. It was great. I would not have caused any problems if you had tried to put a hold of the ship plane. I was just like trying to put a little bit of fear in you. Uh-huh. I, I can sense that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for uh, this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. We'll be back next week to find out what exactly is going on here in the Port of Pescar. Thanks for listening, everybody. 